Introduction The nation right now is in the throes of ethnic bigotry. We spew AIDS, violence, and malice against each other on the basis of ethnicity, all because we had an election and we threw a caution to the winds. What is a nation? What makes us unique as a nation is not because we speak the same language or have the same cultural background, but our uniqueness is derived from the diversity that binds us together and makes us strong, giving us a rich antecedent in the annals of history, creating a present that is spiced and a future that is promising. In the words of Deborah D, and I quote, our differences are an amazing gift of diversity, making this world a vibrant tapestry of cultures, unquote. If our diversity and differences bring vibrant colors to our world and nation, why the fear of subjugation by one tribe or region over the other? According to the great sage, the late Dr. Taisho Lang, he says, and I quote, there is no hope for people who are enslaved, either by their own fear or by the fear imposed on them by others, unquote. Why are we allowing fear to rule us? Why are we giving into fear and reacting in fear in our policy, in our interactions and engagement with people across all ethnic backgrounds? So where and when is the origin of this fear? I am, no, I am of the opinion it started from the catastrophic fallout of the first military coup in January 1966, when it was inadvertently portrayed to be an ethnic-based coup versus a nationalistic coup based on the desires and wishes of the five majors that led the coup, coup especially Major Cardinal Ziobo. And the counter coup of 19, July 1966 and the resulting fallout of the civil, civil war with over a million dead really inflamed and set the tone of what we have and have been experiencing till date in our country, Nigeria. Some will argue that it predates to the 1914 amalgamation by Lord Lugard, when they brought the Northern and Southern protectorates together and, eventual, and the eventual christening with the name Nigeria. This leads to the question, are we the only nation made up of different ethnic nationalities? Where is Canada, Australia, Malaysia, South Africa, India, Brazil and the United States, nations with different ethnic mix? culture and customs yet provide a rich tapestry of different ideas perspectives and incredible insights and they are not at daggers drawn with each other as we are presently in our nation nigeria does this mean there are no occasional conflicts yes there are but the collective will and vision that binds them together holds sway and guides them into an amicable resolution without tearing each other down or eating up the polity who should be held responsible for this thing going on in our country. It's just someone to blame for this malady that has befallen our nation. Any group to be held accountable? Well, there's no group or, or individual responsible other than we ourselves as individuals in our respective crimes and jurisdiction. We are responsible. How do we embrace our diversity? There's a saying that you can't prevent birds flying over your head, but you can prevent them from building nests on your head, nest on your head. The sad truth is, we have allowed ourselves to have nests of hate, bigotry, nepotism, and whatever ill that exists to be built on our heads. And I refer to the quote of Dr. Tanshirani again, that he says, and I quote, There is no hope for a people who are enslaved, either by their own fear, or by the fear imposed on them by others, unquote. Why have we, have we allowed fear of our diversity and differences rule over us and be a threat to our collective existence? Whence comment the rhetoric that, if not the same homogeneity, then they must be discriminated and reviled against. According to Dave Donadan, and I quote, Diversity is not a liability, 
and homogeneity is not an asset. Diversity is a strength and homogeneity is a weakness." Unquote. Regardless of tribe, tongue, religion whatsoever, God created all men and women equal. In fact, in the scriptures, in the book of Psalms 88 verse 4 to 5, Amplified Classic Edition, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Verse 5 reads, Yet you have made him a little lower than God or heavenly beings, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Unquote. This tells me that God did not discriminate when he created us, created us as a people. Why are we driving the narrative of discrimination and discord just to score cheap, meaningless points and false propaganda? This is not animal farm, where all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. A testament to the colonial mindset of the West that runs contrary to the original plan of creation and has, and has right now put the entire world in a mess with selective fulfillment and obedience to the original order of nature and a double standard in the field of morality and spirituality. We're going to have another topic on that entirely. So what is the solution? The solution is not far-fetched, but it's going to be a journey of a lifetime of deliberate actions and steps to focus forward. Case in point is Rwanda. I am sure we do not want to go through the horrors of what befell that nation in a space of 100 days in a nation due to divisive and flammable rhetoric of a tribe or ethnicity being superior to others. According to reports, the most widely accepted scholarly estimates are around 500,000 to 662,000 to deaths in just 100 days in a single country. And it is believed to be more. That more would have died yet unaccounted for. Rwanda rose from this murky past to confront the demons of nepotism and tribalism and to make their nation one nation under God with all people being Rwandans, no Tutsi or Utsu. But just Rwandan, working for the betterment of their nation, embracing their multicultural society and living together in harmony. We need to take responsibility for our actions and inactions as individuals. The change begins with you as a person before you try to see it in another. That is, if it is to be me, it is up to me, not any other person. And the below points are not in any way inexhaustible the solutions to what we have in our country. And number one, we need to see ourselves foremost as one Nigeria, not south or east or west or north. And the quote of Paul Anansen reiterates this, and I quote, To survive in peace and harmony, united and strong, we must have one people, one nation, one flag, unquote. Number two, the best of the country should lead and we be deliberate to do away with nepotistic behavior and sentiments for the country to develop. In the words of Dr. Taisho Laring, and I quote, it's the duty of every true nationalist to work hard for the development of his country, unquote. Number three, we should join hands to build a nation worth living in without pointing to others to build it. In the words of Henry Ford, and I quote, coming together is a beginning. Staying together is progress. Working together is success. Unquote. Number four, we should take pride in our nation and stop bad mouthing, cursing, or cursing at it. According to the Woko Yenikon, and I quote, Your pride for your country should not come after your country becomes great. Your country becomes great because, you, because of your pride in it. Unquote. Number five, let us be worthy leaders that reflect the future we desire as individuals and as a people. And the way Koyeniko says further, show me the heroes that the youth of your country look up to, and I will tell you, tell you the future of your country. Is that not interesting? In conclusion, 
as we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ this weekend, let us bear in mind that Jesus did not die on the cross for a particular race or ethnicity or select group of people. He died for all mankind, irrespective of status, tribe, tongue, religion, race, just name it. The book of Galatians 3 verse 13, Amplified Version reads, There is now no distinction in regard to salvation, neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus. No one can claim a spiritual authority or spiritual superiority over any other person. If Christ did not discriminate when he died to save the world, why should we be doing likewise as a people? President Nelson Mandela, during his presidential inaugural speech in Pretoria, South Africa, on the 10th of May, 1994, stated that, and I quote, we understand it still that we understand it still that there is no easy road to freedom. We know it well that none of us acting alone can achieve success. We must therefore act together as a united people for national reconciliation, for nation building, for the birth of a new world. Let there be justice for all. Let there be peace for all. Let there be work, bread, water, and salt, salt for all. Never, never, and never again shall it be that this beautiful land will again experience the oppression of one, of one by another and suffer the indignity of being the skunk of the world. Let freedom reign. Unquote. And I'll leave you with this quote by Ronald Reagan, in which he says, and I quote, If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we'll be a nation gone under. Thank you.